Please, please do sit down. Um, I'm just going to read something from Matthew chapter 21, uh, which kind of flows into this because I'm just going to share with us for a few minutes now. Uh, And uh, so from Matthew chapter 21, uh, verse 14, it says, The blind and the lame came to Jesus at the temple and he healed them. But when the chief priests and the teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what these children are saying? They asked him. Jesus replied, yes. Have you never read? From the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have perfected praise. So, uh, what I'm sharing with is, is part two of a little series that we're doing about entering in, entering in, and specifically entering in to the presence of God, but wider than that, entering into everything that God has for you in your life, and they are good things. Um, so last week, we were looking, or sharing with us about um, thankfulness, being thankful. Uh, and uh, if you weren't here, I, I know it was me talking, and I don't like blowing my own trumpet, I'm not. I'm just telling you that it's such good stuff, being thankful. And what it actually achieves for you is amazing and wonderful. Uh, and so if you didn't get last week's message, and I don't think I've ever said this about any other message I've ever done, uh, get last week's message and listen to it. It's just about being thankful can change your life. And then um, t- Psalm 100 and verse 4 says, we enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Now, anybody know what the biggest book in the Bible is? Psalms. And do you know what? Well, I'll tell you. The Hebrew word for psalms is tefillim, which means praises. What is praise? So that gives an indication of the importance of praise. What is praise? I've got a PowerPoint. Um, and I'm just seeing if it's uh, up there. But if it is, the definition of praise will come up if that PowerPoint is there. Basically, it means expressing approval or admiration for someone. And with our subject today, it's adoration of God. So that's what we mean by praise. And what I just want to do this morning, in these few minutes, is just share with you some biblical truths about praise. Um, And then, at the end, uh, I'd like us to read a passage from the Bible that talks about praising God, and then do some more praise. Now, the Bible says that we should uh, praise God with our understanding, not just praise him because we do it every week and we don't really know what we're doing or we're not quite sure what the benefit of that or why we should do it. So I want to give a little bit of instruction from the Bible as to uh, biblical truths about praise. And then in the light of that, with our understanding, we can praise God with our understanding is that praise leads us into God's presence. It leads us into God's presence. And when I was preparing this, I thought, to me, that's good news. 
because I've come to know God. I know he's good, he's loving, he's kind. And I consider God my friend. In fact, he's more real to me than almost anybody else because he lives within me, he's come into my life. He's as real to me as the most real person in my life, which is probably Liz. And, uh, but I thought, you know, for some people, the thought of entering the presence of God could be quite uh, a fearful thing if you don't know God. In fact, the Bible says that it's, it's a terrible thing. It actually says this. It's a terrible thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And uh, just recently, two weeks ago, I, had, I, I did reach a landmark point in my life recently, a certain key birthday, and, um, uh, and uh, I had the privilege of going to Sicily as part of the treat for that. Um, and, and one of the days went up Mount Etna, the largest and most active volcano in Europe. And the thing about it is it's all nice and green on the lower slopes. But as you go higher and higher, it, it, the, the scenery completely changes to a dark, black, grey, um, crumbly, sort of ashy stone. And you look down, and it's like looking down out of an aeroplane to the green land below. And up there, you're just in this barren but beautiful landscape. And there are these craters and this smoke coming out of it. And it's like moving into a new world, a different world altogether. And... Uh, 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 and, and there's something just so serene and peaceful about doing that. It's an, another world. And uh, I find the presence of God like that. It's, it's, you're detached from your ordinary life and you move into a realm that brings a great peace to you. So it's a place of peace and tranquility if we know God. There is fullness of joy there. Psalm 16, verse 11, you will fill me with joy in your presence. It's a place of blessing, and it's a place of indescribable light. God lives in unapproachable light, and in him is no darkness at all. And if you're in any darkness today, I just want to say that God is here with his light, to shine his light into your darkness and bring light. And where there's light, there's life. And I believe there is darkness in this room, in, in situations. You're in a dark situation. And uh, I'd like to speak the light of Christ into your life this morning. And I will pray for you to that end. But we're going to praise anyway. And when we praise, we kind of enter in, or potentially we can enter in to a, a, a different point in life. I've often gone into meetings, especially big meetings, where people are worshipping God and I'm full of all this care and that care and that concern and I go into the presence of God. They're just, all they're doing is praising God, praising God. And, it's, and I'm just taken to the top of Mount Etna, as it were. You know, not really, but I've never been before. But, uh, but I'm taken into a realm of the Spirit, a place of peace, a place of blessing, a place of light and that's for you this morning so if you're in darkness there is light for you second thing about um praise is that praise um next next one thank you we've got the uh, what, does I, what did i put praise invites the presence of god to us uh, in fact psalm 22 and verse 3 says this says that lord you are holy enthroned on the praise of Israel. 
God doesn't push everybody aside to get into your life and, and tell you what to do at all. He steps back, and if we invite him in, he will come and be our sovereign. And we voluntarily make him Lord of our lives. No one ever forces anyone to become a Christian or to follow God. In fact, it's hard to be a Christian in a way. You know, I think of my, my brothers and my sister, and I've been trying to get them to know God for a long time, and they just can't see it. It's almost hard to, and, and you have to seek him out. You have to want him. Do you want him? Do you want him? Because he won't force himself on you. You've got to invite him in. You need to invite him in. If you don't know God, if you don't know this presence of God in your life, you need to invite him in. But he's so gracious and so kind, he will come to you. Despite whatever you've done and however unworthy you might feel, that doesn't matter. The fact is, God, God cleans us up. I'm a sinner and I've sinned. But God's cleaned me up. And the same is true for you. You can know God personally in your own life. And he'll come to you where you're at. But um, our praise offer, offers God a throne. When we praise him, we can have misdirected praise in our life. Do you know that? In fact, this is what somebody else said. And I've not got a clue who said it. But um, it said, they said, well, whatever you adore, you give the right to have power over you. Whatever you adore, whatever you worship has power over you. And I just think of a little image I have in my mind of, uh, of course, I'm too young to actually have been there at the time, but you know when the Beatles were around, um, and uh, you know the, uh, the young, young girls, I particularly remember seeing these old, old clips, film clips, uh, and uh, you know, the adoring fans. And I suppose you could imagine that those girls, are, are, you know, if they would do anything that, that they wanted them to do because they were just under their spell, you know. What you worship, what you adore has power over you. And... Um, there are some things it's not good to have power over you. It's good to have the Lord over, over you, to him to be Lord in your life because he cares for you, loves for you, he's got the best for you in your life. But there are some things we can adore in our lives that are, that are things that are not good and they can have power over you in a bad way. And so I want to ask three questions this morning. Are you, first thing I want to ask, are, are you a captive to something that you've adored that is not God but something that you've adored something that you've worshipped in your life that now has, that has a power over you has a grip on your life you do, it, it's not a friend anymore it actually holds you in chains because I want to say that God has the power to break every chain every bond every bind now I'm giving an example and I'm not against drinking in fact I, was, I said to David Jones I said I'm really embarrassed because at my birthday Liz sprung a bit of a surprise party party, uh, and, and everybody bought me either a bottle of Baileys or a bottle of wine and uh, I thought I'm supposed to be a Christian what does this sound even part of the leadership you know flip and I said sorry David you know forgive me and uh, uh, you know so I'm not against having a drink but substances we can worship them. We, we can we become addicted. We can, they can be, have a power over us. 
People can have a power over us from the past. And if anything, if Jesus does anything for us, he brings us into freedom. Freedom. It's for freedom. Freedom that Christ has set us free. And he, he is about breaking chains. In fact, my son Liam, <clears throat> he's written a song about that, Breaking Chains, haven't you? Don't sing it. No, I'm just joking. No, it's all right. Uh, and uh, breaking chains, breaking chains over us. And so here's a question. Is there something in your life that you adore, but from which now you cannot escape? Are you a captive? Second question. Is there something in your life that you admire or approve of that God does not approve of, and you know it, but you're under its power? God wants to free you. That's, a, that's misplaced affection. And God wants to shift that affection and free you from the attachment to that. And the last thing, is there something in your life that you value higher than the Lord right now? A priority, a person, a commitment, an attitude of life that is a greater priority than your, than your commitment to follow God and serve him. Then that's an idol. It's an idol. And out of the Ten Commandments, it's the first of the commandments, and by inference, the most important, you shall have no other gods but me. Who's your God? Who do you worship? And so praise, if we get it right, is the most powerful thing in life. Praise offers God a throne. But we need to dethrone all other deities. Praise leads us into God's presence. Praise offers God a, th- God's, God a throne. It invites his presence to us. The next thing, praise brings us into God's victory. Psalm 106, verse 47. Save us, Lord our God, that we may give thanks to your holy name and triumph in your praise. I'll read, let me read that again. Save us. Look, you need saving, all right? You need saving. I need saving. Save us, Lord our God, that we may give thanks to your holy name and triumph in your praise. What's a triumph? In Rome, 2,000 years ago, when a general won a great victory, the emperor honoured him by parading him through the streets of Rome in a chariot driven by four white horses. And there'd be a train of spoils of war behind him. People conquered, animals, goods. And people would cheer all around this general. And Paul says in 2 Corinthians, says, thanks be to God who always leads us, that's us Christians, in triumphant procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. But he leads us in triumphant procession in Christ. So in that train, in that ceremony, in that procession, where are you and I? Are we in the train of captives? Correct. Are we the people then? Hooray, great victory. Where are we then? In the carriage itself, in the chariot itself, with the general who's won the victory, who's the general? Jesus. What does that say to you and me? Don't some of us sometimes need some victories? (laughs) Don't some of us sometimes need things to work out, to get over problems, to find solutions? To have some success because God is for us not against us so God is for you and not against you today in your life 
But praise brings us into the victory that Jesus has won. It helps us, helps us realize that and live in the reality of that. Next thing, praise sets us free from despair. What a lovely passage this is, Isaiah 61.3. To provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. I have been in despair in my life. On several, Some of those are really funny. Some of them are more serious. But I have been in despair. And in despair, you are gripped with panic. You're immobilized. You can't function properly at all. You're in despair. But instead of despair, we can put on. It's a, it's a garment. It's a praise. We put it on. Instead, we swap. We take off the despair. We take off the hopelessness. We take off the loss, the shame, the failure. We take off the failure. See, some, some here, you've you failed. And it's all right to fail because it humbles you. It's not good to fail all the time. And, and there are some people here who have failed who God will turn around to success in your life. There are people here that that fits, I believe, today. Sets us free from despair and failure. Praise brings us into that reality. Fifth thing, praise is a, a weapon to silence and bind Satan. It's a weapon to silence and bind Satan. And I read this earlier. This is what Jesus quote. Jesus quote. He quotes Psalms more than any other book in the Old Testament. Does Jesus, our Lord, through the praise of children and infants, you have ordained praise against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And. Uh, Someone said the ordained strength of God's people is perfect praise. Our strength is when we, can, when we praise God. Now, often we have people ringing into the office saying, please can you come and help us? I've got, I've got, I've got a ghost in my house. It's causing all sorts of problems. And we do and we go and pray. And, uh, um, but it's... One lady did that recently and she got someone from the spiritualist movement to go in and this woman declared, sorry, I can't help you with this. Nothing I can do. But it reminds me of a time in the life of King Saul and the young David because Saul had rebelled against God, left God and was oppressed by a demonic spirit. And uh, what he did was he got David with his harp, David penned many of the psalms, songs of praise to God and he would bring David in with his harp and he'd play it and the demon would go and leave Saul can't hang about in the same place where praise is going on uh, and, uh, and then I heard something from Derek Prince a famous Bible teacher and once he was uh, praying with a couple of Russians uh, him and his wife worship, praising God and praying and there was a knock on the door and it was a woman with her husband who her husband's just come out of prison but she said he, he'd got a demon 
and uh, uh, can you help? And he said, well, uh, well, we're just praising God at the moment. You come up with it. So they went up and just kept praising God. And after a short while, the, the man said, I feel really uncomfortable here. You know, the, the guy out of prison with this demonic presence. I feel really uncomfortable here. Uh, you know, uh, I'd like to go. And uh, he said that Derek Prince said uh, uh, instinctively, he felt to say, well, look, if you go, your demon will go with you. But if you stay, the demon will go without you. And that's actually what happened, because apparently in, in the story, he felt something leave him, and he was free. And the last thing, so it's, it's a spiritual weapon. Praise is a spiritual weapon to silence and, bind, silence and bind Satan. The last thing is praise opens the way for God's supernatural intervention in your life, in my life. And there are many scriptures that show that. It opens up the way for God's supernatural intervention. Right, um, could the worship team please come back? Uh, and we're just going to uh, praise God with a couple of uh, songs. So we're praising God, not just because we do this every week, because I feel a fluttery feeling in my chest and I'd like to praise God. Uh, and that's perfectly good, that's fine. I get that a lot. Uh, but <laughs> uh, we're praising God out of our understanding because praise leads us into God's presence. Praise invites God's presence to us. Praise brings us despair. And praise sets us free from despair and chain being chained up. And it's a spiritual weapon to silence and bind the devil. And it opens a way for God's supernatural intervention. So, uh, I'd love it if we could read um, this. Uh, this is Psalm 103, and it's on the screen. Uh, and um, could I invite us, if you're able, and you're not too comfortable sitting down, if you'd like to stand, uh, and, and we could just declare this uh, scripture um, on the uh, last slide, I think it is, on this uh, PowerPoint, if it's there. Oh, it is there. Right. Um, okay, so this is Psalm 103, the first three verses. Could I invite us to declare this, and then we will just praise God. And uh, listen, if, can I just say, if uh, those of you that this is applied to, that you, that you relate to this, and you say, I need that, I need that. Yes, I relate to that, I want that then when we're praising, this is your opportunity. However you feel, whether you feel like praising God or not, doesn't matter. But you say, I'm just going to declare these words. I'm just going to say this. I'm going to sing this. And I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come to you as you praise. The presence of God to help you in your situation, whatever that is uh, today. So let's declare this, please, okay? After three. One, two, three. Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and uh, thank you uh, that you poured out on the day of Pentecost the Holy Spirit that you promised to your people. And I pray for each of us now, Lord, that as we just 
sing that you will come to us and uh, be enthroned over our lives. We declare that Jesus Christ is Lord today. And uh, Lord, we just want you to come and rule and reign in our lives. Pray for people to be uh, filled with your spirit uh, and to walk with you and that we'll know the, the joy of your presence in our lives. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen.